Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today, we're going to talk about the Special Operations Manual for Majestic 12. Now, in 1984, some UFO researchers uh, had received in the mail uh, anonymously a roll of film that had uh, pictures of documents on it. Basically, it was a, a document that uh, was a briefing document for President-elect Dwight Eisenhower uh, for uh, a, a briefing that was going to occur in 1952 on the subject of crashed flying saucers, aliens, recovered alien bodies, recovered alien spacecraft. And I've talked about this in a previous podcast. Uh, I, I will leave a link uh, for that podcast in the description along with the link for the video of that podcast but i'm not going to get into that right now because we're going to talk about this other document that uh, was leaked 10 years after those documents in december of 1994 uh, ufo researcher don berliner received in the mail a manila envelope uh, from wisconsin and inside that envelope was a roll of 35 millimeter film now when uh Berliner first received this, he thought that uh, it was a roll of pictures that he had taken and left behind. He had just been in Wisconsin, and uh, he was there for an experimental aircraft show, and he thought that that's what it was. But when he had it developed, he realized that it wasn't anything to do with uh, the pictures, any pictures that he had taken. It was actually pictures of a top-secret report. And the report was entitled uh, Majestic 12 Group Special Operations Manual, Extraterrestrial Entities and Technology Recovery and Disposal. Now, you can read about all this in uh, the late Stanton Friedman's book, Top Secret Magic, Operation Majestic 12 in the United States Government's UFO Cover-Up. Uh, it's a very interesting book, and, and uh, there's a, a full chapter devoted just to this operations manual. And uh, But since this uh, manual came out, there were a lot of researchers that uh, looked into this, and particularly uh, Dr. Robert Wood and his son, Ryan Wood. And uh, they researched this for, for, for the years and years after uh, Berliner received these documents, this document, this roll of film. And uh, they came to the conclusion that they were real. 
Now, I'm not going to talk about the reasons why they're real here. That's, you know, that's that's one of the problems with ufology. Like we we get bogged down in trying to prove the reality of something. Th these guys already did that. I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to relitigate it all over again. But I will leave a link for a website. Uh, they actually they were they actually these guys actually had a book. Or it's out of print now, unfortunately. They actually had a, not only that, on their website, they also had a, a replica of this uh, of this document put together. And I'll get into that in a little bit more here. The uh, the book, though, that they wrote, is no, it's out of print now that uh, Ryan Wood had, had written. Um, it was, it's Magic Eyes Only. Uh, it's a 300-some page book, and it's going for over $200 right now on Amazon. I don't have a copy of that book. I wish I did. I will leave a link for their. They have a do have a website where they where they go over everything, the reasoning on why this document, why they believe this uh, operations manual is real. Uh, they pretty much already proved that years and years ago. Okay, that that's it, a done deal. There's there's nothing that a debunker could really say that could, you know because they had an answer for everything. There, I mean, these documents. In fact, if somebody were to try to fake it. Uh, fake something like this it would have cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and who has the money to do something like that you know but anyhow the operations manual itself was dated april 1954 so this was and the and the images themselves that was were on the film was actually somebody holding uh, like taking a picture of each page in a binder. The, 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 these documents were, were were part of a binder, and and you could see a, a part. You know, somebody's thumb holding it. Whether the pictures were taken in the fifties or or later on in the eighties, I mean, you would have to assume that if you know this this document uh, was you know for nineteen fifty four. I'm sure over the decades, it's it was probably updated numerous times. So by the time nineteen ninety four rolled around and Don Berliner received this in the mail, by by that point I'm sure I'm sure there was a uh you know multiple revisions, but but this version here that he received was the one from nineteen fifty four. And and whoever sent these documents, they they took a pic that you could see uh, uh, you know uh, uh, you could see the a hand holding a, a booklet in some sort of a binder and 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 obviously this person would turn a page and then take another picture you know holding the page open and you know these guys uh the wood and his uh, robert wood and ryan wood you know they did a lot of research on this everything you know conforms to you know what doc a document from 1954 prepared by people in the pentagon would have looked like i mean you know, again i'm not going to get into that but anyway the document was on 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 every page uh, you know when you would turn the document on the uh, on the page on the left on the back page of each of each uh document there was a warning that this stuff is top secret uh, it's you know each each page is, it had a big warning it says uh, top secret magic eyes only warning this is a top secret magic eyes only document containing compartmentalized information essential to the national security of the United of the United States. Eyes only access to the material herein is strictly limited to personnel possessing magic 12 clearance level. Examination or use by unauthorized personnel is strictly forbidden and is punishable by federal law. Now and, and then the pay, then the next, you know, once you get into this document, there was a table of contents 
uh, you know, it had, you know, chapter one, Operation Majestic 12, and it, 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 un, uh, as a subtopic in that chapter one, section one, project, purpose, and goals. Chapter two, introduction. Sections one, general. Section two, definition and data. Chapter three, recovery operations, and so on and so forth. So forth. Uh, chapter five, uh, extraterrestrial biological entities, and it talks about the entities themselves. Uh, it, there's a lot of again i, I highly recommend because you know unfortunately uh wood's book is no longer available unless you want to pay 200 and some dollars for it on 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 amazon or ebay but uh you could read more about this in friedman's book top secret magic uh, i will leave a link for that in the description as well um anyhow let's get into this okay we're going to look at uh uh, chapter one operation majestic 12 and we're just going to go through some of these uh paragraphs and and just this is extremely interesting stuff and you know it's we need to talk about this because again it's been years and years now since this came out it's almost 30 years now this document was leaked and it's you really haven't heard much about it in <laughs> in the past few years and a lot of people haven't been talking about it but i think it's you know, definitely worthy of talking about now especially considering you know the pentagon's starting to come clean about some of this stuff right so uh i think this and, and and this this makes sense i mean when you when you go through this this document this special operations manual it basically uh this all okay if, if this is how if if there was a recovery operation the the recover crashed flying saucers and uh alien bodies and and live aliens well this this everything you read here seems like okay that this makes sense it also also talks about uh, you know how, how they're how they uh would uh you know you know lie to the press it talks about how to do that i mean there's all these different things here and, and it all it all makes sense and this is what you would do so this this document is real again uh if you want to find out the reasons why it's real again i i highly recommend you you you, you click on the link uh the uh, uh of the of the website uh that uh for the woods that the woods have and and they just they, they go through all the reasoning why this thing is real anyway let's look at this um uh, we're not going to read the whole thing but we're going to go through some of the the highlights here okay now in chapter one in section one uh, project purpose and goals uh scope uh this manual has manual has been prepared especially for majestic 12 units its purpose is to present all aspects of majestic 12 so authorized personnel will have a better understanding of the goals of the group be able to more ex expertly deal with unidentified flying objects, extraterrestrial technologies, and, and entities, and increase the efficiency of future operations. General, this is uh, part two here. General, MJ-12 takes this subject of the UFOBs. They used to call them, back then, that was the, the, the term for them at that time. It wasn't just UFOs, it was UFOBs. As we know now, it's UAP. They keep changing this over the years. But in 1954, when this thing was... Uh, prepared uh ufos weren't just ufos they were ufobs there was an extra b uh, an, an extra letter thrown in there for some reason mj-12 takes the subject of the ufobs extraterrestrial technology and extraterrestrial biological entities very seriously and considers the entire subject to be a matter of the very highest national security 
For that reason, everything relating to the subject has been assigned the very highest security classification. Three main points will be covered in this section. A, the general aspects of MJ-12 to clear up any misconceptions that anyone may have. B, the importance of the operation. And C, the need for absolute secrecy in all phases of the operation. And then it talks about security security classification. All information relating to MJ-12 has been classified magic eyes only and carries a security level two points above that of top secret. The reason for this has to do with the consequences that may arise not only from the impact upon the public should the existence of such matters become general knowledge, but also the danger of having such advanced technology as has been recovered by the Air Force fall into the hands of unfriendly foreign powers. No information is released to the public press, and the official government position is that no special group such as MJ-12 exists. Then it goes on to the history of the group. Operation Majestic 12 was established by special classified presidential order on 24 September 1947 at the recommendation of Secretary of Defense James V. Forrestal and Dr. Vannevar Bush, Chairman of the Joint Research and Development Board. Operations are carried out under a top-secret research and development intelligence group directly responsible only to the President of the United States. The goals of the MJ-12 group are as follows. A, the recovery for scientific study of all materials and devices of a foreign or extraterrestrial manufacturer that may become available. Such material and devices will be recovered by any and all means deemed necessary by the group. The recover- B, the recovery for scientific study of all entities and remains of entities not of terrestrial origin, which may become available through independent action by those entities or by misfortune or military action. C, the establishment and administration of special teams to accomplish the above operations. D, the establishment and administration of special secure facilities located at secret locations within the continental borders of the United States for the receiving, processing, analysis, and scientific study of any and all materials and entities classified as being of extraterrestrial origin by the group of the special teams. E. Establishment and administration of covert operation to be carried out in concert with central intelligence to affect the recovery for the United States of extraterrestrial technology and entities which may come down inside the territory or fall into the possession of foreign powers. F. The establishment and maintenance of absolute top secrecy concerning all the above operations. Then it talks about the current situation, and this would be the current situation as of 1954. Again, I believe that this most certainly has been updated numerous times over the decades. But anyway, the current situation as of 1954. It is considered as far as the current situation is concerned that there are few indications that these objects and their builders pose a direct threat to the security of the United States, despite the uncertainty as to their ultimate motives in coming here. Certainly, the technology possessed by these beings far surpasses anything known to modern science, yet their presence here seems to be benign, and they seem to be avoiding contact with our species, at least for the present. 
Several dead entities have been recovered along with a substantial amount of wreckage and devices from downed craft, all of which are now under study at various locations. No attempt has been made by extraterrestrial entities either, either to contact authorities or to recover their dead counterparts of the downed craft, even though one of the crashes was, was the result of direct military action. The greatest threat at this time arises from the acquisition and study of such advanced technology by foreign powers unfriendly to the United States. It is for this reason that the recovery and study of this type of material by the United States has been given such a high priority. And then uh, it goes on to, uh, in uh, chapter 2, uh, the, mean, the purpose for chapter 2 is says, this operations manual is published for the information and guidance of all concerned. It contains information on determination, documentation, collection, and dis disposition of debris, devices, craft, and occupants of such craft as defined as extraterrestrial technology or extraterrestrial biological entities, EBEs, in section 2 of this chapter. Um... We're going to get into the section two of this uh, chapter two. It talks about the, uh, the extraterrestrial technology is defined as follows. A, aircraft identified as not manufactured in the United States or any terrestrial foreign powers, including experimental military or civilian aircraft. Aircraft in this category are generally known as unidentified flying objects or UFOBs. Such aircraft may appear as one of several shapes and configurations and exhibit extraordinary flight characteristics. B. Objects and devices of unknown origin or function manuf manufactured by processes or of materials not consistent with current technology or scientific knowledge. C. Wreckage of any aircraft thought to be of extraterrestrial manufacture or origin. Such wreckage may be the results of accidents or military action. D. Materials that exhibit unusual or extraordinary characteristics not consistent with current technology or scientific knowledge. Extraterrestrial biological entities, EBEs, are described as A. Creatures, humanoid or otherwise, whose evolutionary processes responsible for their development are demonstrably different from those postulated or observed in Homo sapiens. Then it talks about the description of the craft. Documented extraterrestrial craft, UFOBs, are classified in one of four categories based on general shapes, based on general shape as follows. A, elliptical or disc shape. This type of craft is of a metallic construction and dull aluminum in color. They have the appearance of two pie pans or shallow dishes pressed together and may have a raised dome on the top or bottom. No seams or joints are visible on the surface, giving the impression of one-piece construction. Discs are estimated from 50 to 300 feet in diameter, and the thickness is approximately 15% of the diameter, not including the dome, which is 30% of the disc di diameter and extends another 4 to 6 feet above the main body of the disc. The dome may or may not include windows or ports, and ports are present around the lower rim of the disc in some instances. Most 
most disc-shaped craft are equipped with lights on the top and bottom and also around the rim. These lights are not visible when the craft is at rest or not functioning. There are generally no visible antenna or projections. Landing gear consists of three extendable legs ending in circular landing pads. When fully extended, this landing gear supports the main body two to three feet above the surface at the lowest point. A rectangular hatch is located along the equator or on the surface or on the lower surface of the disc. B. Fuselage or cigar shape. Documented reports of this type of craft are extremely rare. Air Force radar reports indicate they are approximately 2,000 feet long and 95 feet thick, and apparently they do not operate in the lower atmosphere. Very little information is available on the performance of these craft, but radar reports have indicated speeds in excess of 7,000 miles per hour. They do not appear to engage in the violent and erratic maneuvers associated with the smaller types. C. Ovoid or circular shape. This type of craft is described as being shaped like an ice cream cone, being rounded at the large end and tapering to a near point at the other end. They are approximately 30 to 40 feet long, and the thick end diameter is approximately 20% of the length. There is an extremely bright light at the pointed end, and this craft usually travels point down. They can appear to be any shape from round to cylindrical, depending upon the angle of observation. Often, sightings of this type of craft are elliptical craft seen at an inclined angle or edge on. I just want to stop there for a second. Boy, that reminds you of that uh, that one Pentagon video, doesn't it? Uh, you know, the gimbal. That's what that was. That was a look like an ice cream cone if you look at that. Okay, moving on. D, airfoil or triangular shape. This craft is believed to be new technology due to the rarity and recency of the observations. Radar indicated an isosceles triangle profile, the longest side being nearly 300 feet in length. Little is known about the performance of these craft due to the rarity of good sightings, but they are believed capable of high speeds and abrupt maneuvers similar to or exceeding the performance attributed to types A and C. Now, let's just talk about the triangle ones. You know, there's all this talk these days about how we have secret triangle type uh type aircraft and and that may well be true some of that the tr3b's it's a lot of people a lot of ufo guys are all excited about that i, I don't really care I, if we if we came up with that okay that's great we have some new equipment i'm not i'm concerned about the the triangles that are being operated by the extraterrestrials and obviously uh according to this document here uh the the triangle craft were uh being, being spotted back in 1954 Next is the description of extraterrestrial biological entities, or EBEs. Examination of remains recovered from wreckage of UFOBs indicate that extraterrestrial biological entities may be classified into two distinct categories as follows. A. EBE Type 1. 
These entities are humanoid and might be mistaken for human beings of the oriental race if seen from a distance. They are bipedal, five feet, five, five feet, four inches in height and weigh 80 to 100 pounds. Proportionally, proportionally, they are similar to humans, although the cranium is somewhat larger and more rounded. The skin is a pale, chalky yellow in color, thick, and slightly pebbled in appearance. The eyes are small, wide-set, almond-shaped, with brownish-black irises with very large pupils. The whites of the eyes are not like that of humans, but have a pale gray cast. The ears are small and not low on the skull. The nose is thin and long, and the mouth is wider than in humans, and nearly lipless. There is no apparent facial hair and very little body hair, that being very fine and confined to the underarm and the groin area. The body is thin and without apparent body fat, but the muscles are well developed. The hands are small with four long digits, but no opposable thumb. The outside digit is jointed in a manner as to be nearly opposable, and there is no webbing between the fingers as in humans. The legs are slightly but noticeably bowed, and the feet are somewhat splayed and proportionally large. B. Type 2. These entities are humanoid but differ from type 1 in many respects. They are bipedal, 3 feet 5 inches, 4 feet to 2 inches in height, and weigh 25 to 50 pounds. Proportionally, the head is much larger than humans or type 1 EBEs, the cranium being much larger and elongated. The eyes are very large, slanted, and nearly wrap around the side of the skull. They are black with no whites showing. There is no noticeable brow ridge, and the skull has a slight peak that runs over the crown. The nose consists of two small slits, which sit high above the slit-like mouth. There are no external ears. The skin is a pale bluish-gray color, being somewhat darker on the back of the creature, and is very smooth and fine-celled. There is no hair on either the face or the body, and these creatures do not appear to be mammalian. The arms are long in proportion to the legs, and the hands have three long tapering fingers and a thumb which is nearly as long as the fingers. The second finger is thicker than the others, but not as long as the index finger. The feet are small and narrow, and four to toes are joined together with a membrane. It is definitely known it is not definitely known where either type of creature originated, but it seems certain that they did not evolve on Earth. It is further evident, although not certain, that they may have originated on two different planets. Okay, now we're going to move on to the description of extraterrestrial technology. The following information is from preliminary analysis reports of wreckage collected from crash sites of extraterrestrial craft from 1947 through 1953. Excerpts from which are quoted verbatim to provide guidance as to the type of characteristics of material that might be encountered in future recovery operations. A. Initial analysis of the debris from the crash site seems to indicate that the debris is that of an extraterrestrial craft 
which exploded from within and came into contact with the ground with great force, completely destroying the craft. The volume of matter indicates that the craft was approximately the size of a medium aircraft, although the weight of the debris indicates that the craft was extremely light for its size. B. Metallurgical analysis of the bulk of the debris recovered indicates that the samples are not composed of any materials currently known to terrestrial science. C. The material tested possesses great strength and resistance to heat in proportion to its weight and size, being stronger by far than any materials used in military or civilian aircraft at present. D. Much of the material having the appearance of aluminum foil or aluminum magnesium sheeting, displays none of the characteristics of either metal, resembling instead some kind of unknown plastic-like material. E. Solid structures and substantial beams having a distinct similarity in appearance to very dense, grain-free wood, was very light in weight and possesses tensile and compression strength not obtainable by any means known to modern industry. F. None of the material tested displayed measurable magnetic characteristics or residual radiation. G. Several, several samples were engraved or embossed with marks and patterns. These patterns were not readily identifiable and attempts to decipher their meaning has been largely unsuccessful. H. Examination of several apparent mechanical devices, gears, etc. revealed little or nothing of their functions or methods of manufacture. Then in chapter 3, it goes on to talk about uh, recovery operations. And uh, the first thing they talk about is uh, press blackout. This is how they, this is all part of the security efforts. Okay, press blackout. Great care must be taken to preserve the security of any location where extraterrestrial technology might be retrievable for scientific study. Extreme measures must be taken to protect and preserve any material or craft from discovery, examination, or removal by civilian agencies or individuals of the general public. It is therefore recommended that a total press blackout be initiated whenever possible. If this course of action should not prove feasible, the following cover stories are suggested for release to the press. The officer in charge will act quickly to select the cover story that best fits the situation. It should be remembered when selecting a cover story that official policy regarding UFOBs is that they do not exist. A. Official Denial the most desirable response would be that nothing unusual has occurred. By stating that the government has no knowledge of the event, further investigation by the public press may be forestalled. B. Discredit witnesses. If at all possible, witnesses will be held incommunicado until the extent of their knowledge and involvement can be determined. Witnesses will be discouraged from talking about what they have seen, and intimidation may be necessary to ensure their cooperation. If witnesses have already contacted the press, it will be necessary to discredit their stories. This can be done by the assertion that they have either misinterpreted natural events, are the victims of hysteria or hallucinations, or are the perpetrators of hoaxes. C. Deceptive Statements 
it may become necessary to issue false statements to preserve the security of the site. Meteors, downed satellites, weather balloons, and military aircraft are all acceptable alternatives, although in the case of the downed military aircraft statement, care should be exercised not to suggest that the aircraft might be experimental or secret, as this might arouse more curiosity of both the American and the foreign press. Statement issues concerning contamination of the area due to toxic spills from trucks or railroad tankers can also serve to keep unauthorized or undesirable persons away from the area. And then go the next section here is secure the area. The area must be secured as rapidly as possible to keep unauthorized personnel from infiltrating the site. The officer in charge will set up a perimeter and establish a command post inside the perimeter. Personnel allowed on the site will be kept to the absolute minimum necessary to prepare the craft or debris for transport and will consist of military security teams. Local authorities may be pressed into service as traffic and crowd control. Under no circumstances will local official or law enforcement personnel be allowed inside the perimeter and all necessary precautions should be taken to ensure that they do not interfere with the operation. A. Perimeter. It is desirable that sufficient military personnel be utilized to set up a perimeter around the site large enough to keep both unauthorized personnel and the perimeter personnel from seeing the site. Once the site is contained, regular patrols will be set up along the perimeter to ensure complete security, and electronic surveillance will be utilized to augment the patrols. Perimeter personnel will be equipped with hand communication and automatic weapons with live ammunition. Personnel working at the site will carry sidearms. No unauthorized personnel will be allowed into the secured area. B. Command Post Ideally, the command post should be as close to the site as is practical to efficiently coordinate operations. As soon as the command post is operational, contact with the Majestic 12 group will be established via secure communications. C. Area Sweep The site and the surrounding area will be cleared of all unauthorized personnel. Witnesses will be debriefed and detained for further evaluation by MJ-12. Under no circumstances will witnesses be released from custody until their stories have been evaluated by MJ-12 and they have been thoroughly debriefed. D. Situation evaluation. A preliminary evaluation of the situation will be completed and a preliminary report prepared. The MJ-12 group will then be briefed on the situation at the earliest possible opportunity. The MJ group, MJ-12 group will then make a determination as to whether or not an MJ-12 red team or OPNAC team will be dispatched to the area. Okay, then the next section gets into uh, uh, techno- technology recovery. And it talks about, you know, I'm not going to read all of this, but uh, it talks about, you know, how they, how they get rid of the, you know, you know, they're using flatbed trailers to get rid of some of the craft and it has to be camouflaged. Uh, they need to contain the uh, extraterrestrial biological entities. But then later on, uh, we're going to go through this. Um, well, before that, I want to read this cleansing. One of the other things uh, under the security chapter is cleansing the area. Once all material has been removed from the central area, the surrounding area will be thoroughly inspected to make sure that all traces of extraterrestrial technology have been removed. In the case of a crash, 
The surrounding area will be thoroughly gone over several times to ensure that nothing has been overlooked. The search area involved may vary depending on local conditions at the discretion of the officer in charge. When the officer in charge is satisfied that no further evidence of the event remains at the site, it may be evacuated. Okay, then we're going to go on. We're going to push forward here. Um, they have, there's a couple, there's a chapter here about receiving and handling. Um, uh, but then another uh, pretty interesting chapter here is on extraterrestrial biological entities. That's in chapter five. Um, and it goes on here. It says uh, the scope of this. This section deals with encounters with EBEs. Such encounters fall under the jurisdiction of MJ-12 OPNAC BBS-01, whatever that means, and will be dealt with by this special unit only. This section details the responsibilities of persons or units making the initial contact. Any, any encounter with entity, entities known to be of extraterrestrial origin is to be considered to be a matter of national security and therefore classified top secret. Under no circumstances, the general public or the public press to learn of the existence of these entities. The official government policy is that such creatures do not exist and that no agency of the federal government is now engaged in any study of extraterrestrials or their artifacts. Any deviation from this stated policy is absolutely forbidden. And then it talks about encounters with EBEs, and it may, may be classified uh, to one of the following categories. A, encounters initiated by EBEs. Possible contact may take place as a result of overtures by the entities themselves. In these instances, it is anticipated that encounters will take place at military installations or other obscure locations selected by mutual agreement. Such meeting would have the advantage of being limited to personnel with appropriate clearance away from public scrutiny. Although it is not considered very probable, there also exists the possibility that EBEs may land in public places without prior notice. In this case, the OPNAC team will formulate cover stories for the press and prepare briefings for the president and the chiefs of staff. B. Encounters as the result of downed craft. Contact with survivors of accidents or craft downed by natural events or military action may occur with little or no warning. In these cases, it is important that the initial contact be limited to military personnel to preserve security. Civilian witnesses to the area will be detained and debriefed by MJ-12. Contact with EBEs by military personnel not having MJ-12 or OPNAC clearance is to be strictly limited to action necessary to ensure the availability of the EBEs for study by the OPNAC team. Isolation, and then the next part, isolation and custody. EBEs will be detained by whatever means are necessary and remove, move, this is, and again, this is living organisms. We're talking about this is what they do if they, if they capture living organisms. EBEs will be detained by whatever means are necessary and removed to a secure location as soon as possible. Precautions will be taken by personnel coming in contact with EBEs to minimize the risk of disease as a result of contamination by unknown organisms. If the entities are wearing spacesuits or breathing apparatus of some kind, care should be exercised to prevent damage to these devices. While all efforts should be taken to assure the well-being of the EBEs, they must be isolated from any contact with unauthorized personnel. While it is not clear what provisions or amenities 
might be required by non-human entities, they should be provided if possible. The officer in charge of the operation will make these determinations since no guidelines now exist to cover this area. B. Injured or wounded entities will be treated by medical personnel assigned to the OPNAC team. If the team medical personnel are not immediately available, first aid will be administered by medical corps personnel at the initial site. Since little is known about EBE biological functions, aid will be confined to the stopping of bleeding, bandaging of wounds, and splinting of broken limbs. No medications of any kind are to be administered as the effect of terrestrial medications on non-human biological systems are impossible to predict. As soon as the injuries are considered stabilized, the EBEs will be moved by closed ambulance or other suitable conveyance to a secure location. C. In dealing with any living extraterrestrial biological entity, security is of paramount importance. All other considerations are secondary. Although it is preferable to maintain the physical well-being of any entity, the loss of EBE life is considered acceptable if conditions or delays to preserve that life in any way compromises the security of the operations. That's pretty interesting. We're just going to stop here for a second. That's that's, uh, pretty interesting, isn't it? So basically, if, uh, you know, if for whatever reason, it looks like uh, somebody in the public might see one of these things, they'd, you know, they'll, they'll let them die or maybe even kill them. All right, moving on. D. Once the OPNAC team has taken custody of the EBEs, their care and transportation to designated facilities become the responsibility of OPNAC personnel. Every cooperation will be extended to the team in carrying out duties. OPNAC team personnel will be giving given top priority at all times, regardless of their apparent rank or status. No person has the authority to interfere with the OPNAC team in the performance of his duties by special direction of the President of the United States. So basically this OPNAC group, which is uh, an organization uh, of MJ-12, they have top, you know, they're they're in charge. When these things happen, when these things crash, when when there's aliens running around, uh, these 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 guys, you know, they're in charge. As of 1954, maybe the names of these things have changed over time. As we know, they they've changed another. Uh, they changed UF, UFOBs to UFOs, and then now they use UAP. So I mean, what, who knows what these things are called? Do they even call it Majestic 12 anymore? Who knows? They might have had to change that name too. And then Section Two talks about non-living organisms. It says uh, scope ideally retrieval for scientific study of cadavers and other biological remains will be carried out by medical personnel familiar with this type of procedure. Because of security considerations, such collection may need to be done by non-medical personnel. This section will provide guidance for retrieval, preservation, and removal of cadavers and remains in the field. Retrieval and Preservation A. The degree of decomposition of organic remains will vary depending on the length of time the remains have been lying in the open, unprotected, and may be accelerated by both local weather conditions and action by predators. Therefore, biological specimens will remove from the crash site as quickly as possible to preserve the remains in as good a condition as possible. A photographic record will be made of all remains before they are removed from the site. B. Personnel involved in this type of operation will take all reasonable precautions to minimize physical contact with the cadavers or remains being retrieved. 
Surgical gloves should be worn or, if they are not available, wool or leather gloves may be worn provided they are collected for decontamination immediately after use. Shovels and entrenching tools may be employed to handle remains provided caution is exercised to be certain no damage is done to the remains. Remains will be touched with bare hands only if no other means of moving them can be found. <clears throat> All personnel and equipment involved in recovery operations will undergo decontamination procedures immediately after those operations have been completed. C. Remains will be preserved against further decomposition as equipment and conditions permit. Cadavers and remains will be bagged or securely wrapped in waterproof coverings. Tarpaulins or foul weather gear may be used for this purpose if necessary. Remains will be refrigerated or packed with ice if available. All remains will be tagged or labeled and the time and date recorded. Wrapped remains will be placed on stretchers or in sealed containers for immediate removal to a secure facility. D. Small detached pieces and materials scraped from solid surfaces will be put in jars or other small capped containers if available. Containers will be clearly marked as to their contents and the time and date recorded. Containers will be refrigerated or packed with ice as soon as possible and removed to a secure location. Okay. Now... This is very interesting stuff. Again, I I, I highly recommend you, you, you either pick up Stanton Friedman's book, Top Secret Magic, or you check out the link I've provided uh, to the Woods website on the Special Operations Manual where they talk about, they pretty much, you know, they actually have uh, slides on there, a slideshow that they use for presentations, uh, and you can go through that. They they have a section in, in, on, in, in that site where they, they give all the reasons why they believe this uh, this document is real. This operations manu manual is real. Um, you know, it makes you wonder, like, who sent this to Berliner back in '94? You know, like, is it somebody? I mean, is it the majestic? Is you know, you wonder, is it, or is it, is the group they say Majestic Twelve itself? Did they decide, okay, we need to get this out to the public, but we just can't come out with this information. But being that there's an interest in it, we, we need to let people know somehow, but we, we'll still deny it, but we'll release this information anyway, just so they know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, a smart guy might say, you know, okay, maybe it's a good idea that they're keeping it secret. They're, they're giving us something here. They're not admitting to it, but they're, 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 they're leaking documents here. So, so, so people out there with brains in their heads that understand that there is a presence here know that there are things going on behind the scenes. And, 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 you know, though, you know, it is understandable in a way, though. I mean, you can understand why the, there's been secrecy for all this long. I mean, I don't think it should be, right? I think the whole human race should know about this. But at the same time, you understand the reasoning behind it. I mean, basically, uh, you know, a lot of people would be scared about this. I mean, that's for one thing. But I guess more importantly, the, the military implications of it. I mean, if these things are crashing all over over the planet, you know, you have to worry about your enemies figuring out how they op how they how these things work before you do. So, is there a, a secret race going on behind the scenes? But this special operations manual is very interesting. Now, you wonder. Now, this was from 1954. How many times over the decades, you know, <laughs> has it been updated? I mean, it must be. It must have been updated multiple times, multiple times. Um, you know. I uh, you know you, you wonder okay they 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 talk about two different types of extraterrestrials uh, that they knew of as of 1954. Ha, ha, how many more do they know of at this point? 
you know. I mean, could you imagine somebody giving a pet, uh, going to Congress to and, and giving a briefing on this stuff now? I mean, the whole world's jaw, collective jaw would hit the floor. Because again, I, like I talked about recently, as a whole, we're pretending this isn't real. But here, I mean, this, and, and this document itself, I mean, <laughs> there's so much to it. I mean, there's a lot more to than what I just went over here. You have to check it out. There's, there's a lot more uh, details uh, to this thing. And, uh, and when you read about it and, and you, and you read, I, I think particularly that website, the, the Woods website, where they talk about, uh, you know, how they authenticated it. Uh, I mean, you see, it's like, yeah, this thing is real. You know, again, was it Majestic 12 Group itself that, that, that leaked it? Or was there some, is there every now and then back, you know, is there somebody like in the government that somehow got access to these documents and said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to sneak, I'm going to take pictures of these, of these pages and I'm going to send them to somebody someday. You know, what, like when was when, when were these pictures taken? I mean, you look at the at the documents that were sent, the 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 the, the images on the film that Berliner received. It's like somebody's holding this this uh, binder with these pages in it, and and they're taking a picture. You could see a thumb and finger, you know, in a couple of these pictures. Uh, like, I mean, did they do this? I mean, how did they, like was this person somehow caught later on? I mean, is, that's another thing. I mean, you wonder like how did they get away with this? Um, I mean, maybe back then, maybe when the, when were they taken? When the, were the pictures taken in the fifties and somebody was sitting on that film for for decades, or was the film taken? You know, not long before uh, they were sent out to Burnliner. Like, you know, who took these pictures? You know, and who sent them out? Was it the one and the same, or or, or again, was it? Uh, uh, uh the mj12 as a group sending you know we got we got to get something out there we're just still not going to admit it as you know but at the same time we'll get some information out there and you know some people in the public will try will say well they'll put two and two together and realize well yeah they, they have to be if you know it's real the, the ones who know it's real like i do like i know it's real so i know there has to be something more than uh, uh a tip you know, there's been some other organization within the government working with uh, some pri people in private industry studying this stuff since 1947. There's no doubt in my mind about that. ATIP, Project Blue Book, all that stuff is just nonsense. You know, that's just surface. That's just, uh, you know, that's nothing. There's a group, whether it's Majestic, whether it's still called Majestic 12 now or, or something else, there's something out there. There's a group that has to be. There's no question. And they would have to have an operations manual. And when you look at this thing, you realize, yeah, this all makes sense. This is what it would be if, the, if there was an operations manual that was prepared for for uh, uh, how to handle these crash saucers and, and, and alien remains and live aliens. Well, this is what it would look like. I mean, what else would it look like? But this thing was really i mean it, you could it, it's it's a gov it feels like a government document to me this doesn't look like it's something that could have been faked you know uh, and the other thing is is if it was just a single person or maybe a, a small you know two or three people that decided to, to leak this you know i mean like you know maybe there like there's people you have to imagine there's people even in the government right now who who know the whole truth and want to get and and, and believe the the right uh, course of action is to you know alert the public to this truth and, and and you would imagine okay say back in 94 somebody was like you know what screw this i'm going to send this out I, the public needs to know about this but if i get caught i'm going to go to prison for the rest of my life or who knows what they'll do to me so somehow somebody figured figured a way to sneak this out and maybe they got away with it you know 
You would think that they did. I mean, unless the person was, you know, handled secretly, you know, behind the scenes and nobody knows, you know, did they figure out who it was? I guess we'll, we'll probably never know. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's incredibly interesting. Again, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame that the, the the book by Ryan Wood is no longer available unless you pay you want to pay like almost three hundred bucks for it on Amazon. You know, it's only it's out of print, and uh, they also they also had available on their website. You'll see, they also had a, a, a reconstruction of, of of the actual manual itself. Uh, and there's a lot of other interesting things. I'm not going to get into it here in this podcast. I think, you know, these are things people need to learn on their, you know, teach themselves, right? Read about it yourself. Go to that website, you know, read all the stuff, they, all the information they have on there. It's highly interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, read Stanton Friedman's book, Top Secret Magic. I mean, he talks about that. You know, he talks about the whole op, uh majestic 12 all the 12 majestic 12 documents including the uh, special operations manual but yeah we need to get this you know it's time you know we're, we're moving toward that uh but i mean this is fascinating this is fascinating i, I mean it must be what what kind of life i mean imagine being a member of of this uh, of these special top secret groups that go out and retrieve you know, crashed flying saucers and recover alien bodies and possibly, you know, uh, you know, take live extraterrestrials into custody and bring them somewhere. And, you know, where do they, you know, in this manual, I mean, if you look through it, uh, there's actually some of the places that they talk about where there's there's a page where uh, there's different places where like uh, they they would bring certain things. Like it tells you where, 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 where to bring, like, for instance, uh, uh, an aircraft at this time in 1954, the pla- the receiving facility for any kind of extraterrestrial aircraft would would be Area 51 S4, and that was in 1954. Uh, uh, one of the interesting things was was that nobody knew about Area 51, you know, for the most part back in 1954 at all. But uh, you know, the the Woods had done some research, and it was discovered that. Uh, uh, Area 51 actually uh, construction started sometime in 1951. So by 1954, it would have been there. So by 1954, they're saying that aircraft gets sent to Area 51, an intact device gets sent to Area 51, damaged device gets sent to Area 51. Um, supplies and provisions, these are non-mechanical or non-electronic materials of a support nature, such as clothing, personal belongings, organic ingestibles, etc. They got sent to some place, Blue Lab WP-61, whatever that is, I don't know. And then living non-human organisms in apparent good or uh, reasonable health, they were sent to some place called OPNAC BBS-01-01. Where's that at? I mean, I don't know. That's not that. That's you know that's something different than Area Fifty One, and then uh, any kind of media, any kind of printed matter, electronic recordings, maps, charts, photographs, and films. Got they got all that stuff. Uh, you know, I guess with regard to the, any kind of documents that were uh, prepared for each crash, that they, they were sent to Building Twenty One KB Eighty Eight. Again, you know, you got to check this stuff out. You got to read these books. You got to. Just too many people just don't understand the the scope and breadth of this whole situation because you know a lot of people other than people that have been you know studying this for years you know a lot of people have been asleep until you know basically 2017 where it seemed like the uh, the Pentagon started coming clean a little bit and the uh, uh, the press was a little bit more open to it the mainstream press because the mainstream press has has 
pretty much been an enemy to the truth when it, with regard to uh, the reality that extraterrestrials are present on this earth and and that there's a secret government organization that uh, knows all about it and they've been keeping it and and their basically job is to keep it a secret and to study these things in secret and uh, you know it's starting to all of it's starting to come out but again it would be interesting if somebody were to bring up the special operations manual at one of these uh congressional uh, committee hearings you know why you know why not bring that up i mean instead but the problem is you know i guess if they even if they did bring it up the, the people the pentagon sending up there to answer questions don't have those answers you would have to trigger, try to figure out who would who does have the answers you know and again they, they, they'd be they'd be probably it'd probably be okay for them to lie about it if even if you did get somebody up there to sit down and talk to the 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 congress to a congressional you know in a congressional hearing they'd probably be authorized to lie this is this is such it's just like it says in this at this point 1954 this whole thing was two points above top secret i mean is it still two points above top secret maybe it's five points above top secret maybe it's uh, uh 10 points above top secret who knows where it's at where it stands these days but the whole you know one of these days something's going to happen where it's going to become in uh, it's going to be irrefutable you know there'll be no no amount of trying to cover it up no amount of press blackouts no amount no amount of lying that's going to be able to uh, to cover it up that's why it would be best that's you know for our officials the ones who are in charge of this to uh come clean already